Welcome everybody to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, Mike welcomes singer, songwriter, and speaker Miriam Sandler. They talk about her faith, her experience singing with superstars Gloria Estefan and Michael McDonald, and they talk about her music. So Miriam, what has been up uh, recently with you? Well, I'm thank God I'm doing some writing after a long time of just being a little dry with the juices flowing. So I'm excited uh, to have met someone that's been inspiring and we really connect uh, musically, vocally, stylistically. And um, so that's been going on, which is exciting. And, uh, you know, ever since COVID hit, I've actually been doing a lot of virtual concerts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask is... you, were you, were, were you touring before the COVID hit? No, no, I, I stopped touring many years ago um, because I just wanted to start a family and, you know, shift gears. And it's very difficult to have a normal family life when you're touring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you ever did you ever think about touring? Uh did that come across your mind uh at all recently or I mean uh, before or even during having a having a family then? Well, uh I used to, you know, be on the road many years ago and you know, since then I've started a family and now thank God my kids are a little older so um you know i would actually be available and interested in doing some more performances but i wouldn't be able to go away for you know too long because i just you know i like to be with my family and they need me right, and, right. um but it's it's um it's great to be able to perform live and you know share your gift with the world it's it's really um it's an obligation, I think, for for people that are talented to to share their gifts with the world. It's that's the reason why they have them. So, uh, are you liking the whole virtual thing uh, as opposed to uh, touring, um, <laughs> like you used to do? Yeah, I actually love it. It's so convenient. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to pay tolls and gas, and you just oh, get dressed, true. and you know. You just get dressed and, you know, go down. I go down to my basement. I have a studio in my basement. And, you know, it's it's amazing, like, how much you can do and how many people you can reach now virtually. Um, you know, I have people emailing me from, from Europe and South Africa and all over the States. And um, it's just amazing how you can, you know, touch so many people's lives just, you know, from your basement. But... That being said, I mean, there's nothing like performing live on stage. It's, you know, the magic is, is very real and you can recreate it in your basement, but you know, when you've got that audience in front of you, it's right. It's a totally different feel. I will, uh, <laughs> I, I will sometimes get sports athletes on here, Miriam, and, uh, uh, mm -hmm. they say going to work outside of their, their normal once regular job of being in front of a crowd, uh, they kind of miss the applause and the cheering. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the interaction that you feel with the audience is, is very real. It's magical. It's, 
you know, you feed off of it as, as a performing artist. Um, but the cool thing now with, you know, being virtual is that, you know, you, you get emails and, you know, it's almost like, you know, people express themselves more, you know, when they're able to write and they really share, you know, how much you've inspired them and touched them and helped them. So, you know, it's just different. It's just a different way to communicate with, with your audience. And, you know, we're kind of right now stuck with this new reality and uh, just got to make it work, you know? <laughs> so, so Miriam, when you play your music, what message do you like to convey the most to uh, the listener? Well, there are um, a number of different messages, but they're all kind of revolving around the same theme, um, which is, I guess, just um, really connecting with yourself, believing in yourself, um, and believing that you are limit you are limitless and um i i really have a deep connection to god and spirituality and i think that the world is just craving and thirsty for depth and so all of my songs are really about just connecting to god and and developing that relationship with god whatever that means to different people. I think different people have, you know, their version of what God is. You can call it, you know, divine energy or the universe, whatever you want to call it. It's got many different names, but I just think that, you know, that's the anchor. And so I like to try to just sing about that and, and inspire people to, to find that within them and in the world, in their lives. So uh, your career kind of got started in a, uh unusual way, per se. Uh, you kind of got your start as a, on Spanish TV and radio commercials. Yeah. Uh, is that how uh, you uh, kind of got, got started there? Yes, that's, that's right. I, um, I am actually from South Florida, and um, I was in college. I... I really just loved to sing as a little girl, and by default, I didn't know what else to study, so I ended up going to to college and studying voice, and um, my very first private vocal instructor uh, was John Cicada, and he, um, at the time, was singing backgrounds for Gloria Estefan, oh. and um, so he really believed in me, and he started recommending me for different Spanish jingles and commercials. And um, that's how I really got started singing professionally. So I really owe a lot to John and Gloria Estefan and her husband, Emilio Estefan. They they really opened up a lot of doors for me. Now, do you sing in uh, Spanish as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually Cuban. So um, I my Spanish wasn't that great, but boy, once I started singing and and performing in Spanish, it got good fast. And <laughs> and um, so it was good because the Spanish market was much easier to break into. And I ended up touring like 
basically all over the world singing backgrounds with different recording artists and Absolutely. I got a lot of experience doing that. So that was cool. It was fun. Now, the first time that you sang, did you know, okay, this is it. This is going to be my career right here. It's uh, a good question. I, I really just, you know, went with it. It was, it was just opportunities that fell into my lap and, um, I enjoyed singing. I loved dancing. I, I just, it was all I'd ever done. And just, I kept meeting different people, producers, musicians, singers, writers, and just one thing led to another. They started recommending me to different shows and, and different, you know, jingles and to different bands and musical directors. And um, it just kind of happened and I went with it. So it wasn't like the sort of thing that like, you know, I knew when I was a little girl that all I wanted to do was be a superstar and perform in stadiums. No, it really wasn't like that. Um, it just kind of happened to me. And then when it did happen, I was like, wow, this is like a dream come true. This is a dream come true. I remember I was in my early 20s. I was, you know, on the French Riviera. It was, I had just graduated University of Miami with a jazz vocal major. And I was touring with John Cicada, with Gloria Estefan. I was working with different really big names. And I thought to myself, this, this is it. I made it. And it was cool. I was, you know, doing a lot of TV shows and, um, do you ever still get calls to do TV shows or radio? I don't, because I, I really kind of dipped out of the scene. I um I decided to, my whole career kind of took a turn when um, my father became ill. Mm. And um, I really, it was very unexpected. I was at the time rehearsing to go out on tour with Gloria Estefan. It was going to be like, my really big break because I had not gone out with her before we had done mostly like shows here and there. Like we performed like for the queen of England and, um, we had done the Jay Leno show years ago, a couple times. And so we were doing shows here and there, but this was going to be like a major international tour and so, um, so when you say the, the Jay Leno show, do you mean like the, the, uh, the, the tonight show? The, yeah. Like, there you go. The Tonight Show, right? I, I mean, that, it's a, yeah, I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> I know, a couple of decades ago, but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I was on the Tonight Show a couple times. Wow. And the Today Show, and you know, we did a lot of like HBO specials and that sort of thing. Are you um, happy? Are you happy where you are at now, or do you kind of miss uh, not doing that? Well, I. I'm very happy that I'm not doing that now because um, my life just totally shifted in a different direction. Um, I just, you know, got very involved with when my, when my dad got sick, I just devoted my whole life to him. And um, it really forced me to ask myself a lot of deep questions just about life and what does it all mean? And what am I doing here? And, 
why is this happening? And so just my whole life shifted in a different direction and I got very spiritual. I started to like learn a lot about my my heritage. I'm actually Jewish and I didn't know anything about my, my Jewish heritage or Cuban background. Jew, huh? Sorry? A Cuban Jew, huh? I'm a Cuban Jew, yeah. <laughs> We're actually called Jubans. <laughs> um, yeah, in Florida, there are many Jubans, um, but I, I don't I don't think that there are too many anywhere else. But in South Florida, Jubans are like you know we have a whole community. And um, but I've I've been in other places, and I say Ju- that I tell them I'm a Juban, and they're like, "What is that?" So yeah, I'm a Cuban Jew. It's like a new term, I guess, for some people. Now, was, was like one of your parents Jewish and the other one was Cuban, or were they both? Well, they were both Jewish. Um, my father is, is basically of Polish descent, um, so um, his parents left Poland um, and went to Cuba, and so that's where he was born and raised, and my mother as well. Um, so I'm definitely Cuban, but I'm also Jewish. So yeah. it was yeah. it was interesting, like kind of combining those two cultures because, um, in a way, they're very different. Absolutely, um, <laughs> they're like they're like black and white. I mean, you cannot be <laughs> further further away from them. But anyways. but it's cool. I mean, yeah. I love salsa music. I just. There's nothing like salsa music. There's nothing like dancing salsa. And I love singing in Spanish. It's it's such a romantic, beautiful language. I, I love it. I have actually three songs on my CD that I had to record in Spanish because I just, I love singing in Spanish. And, you know, it's more people that you can reach, you know? And that that would actually make sense. I mean, if you're a Cuban, then, then Gloria Esteban would be right up right up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd she'd be perfect, yeah. And uh so like you were saying, Miriam, you've gotten to tour with some of the most amazing people and one person that I absolutely have to ask you about that I would be remiss not to ask you about is James Brown. Yeah. You you so got James to, you Brown. Got to him. Yep. Yeah, I did. I did um I recorded backgrounds on one of his CDs. I want to say it was called Love Overturned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yep. I'd have to look up the credits again, but um, I think it was right after he got out of jail. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he was in jail at one point. I don't know why. And um, I got called in to sing backgrounds because um, I don't know. I guess like I, I sounded black, and he liked he he wanted he wanted white girls that sounded black. I, I don't know why. <laughs> So I was like, okay, great. I'd be happy to do a, a recording session with James Brown. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Many so, moons ago, he was there with his wife. Oh, she she's beautiful. His wife was just beautiful. Yeah, I, 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 I we didn't do a lot of hanging out. It was you know kind of all business. Yeah, you know, which was fine. But it was very cool to be able to you know just be in a studio with him, you know, he's a legendary, you know, musical icon. I think, I think he's dubbed the hardest working man in show business, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they dubbed him that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so, 
You, uh, like you were saying earlier, uh, you came back to, to your faith, and uh, how did you manage to return back to, to your faith of uh, Judaism? I, um, I basically um, just, I, I connected with um, my dad. I devoted my whole life to, you know, just being with him while he was sick. And, um, I guess it really, you know, the seed of how it started really was that I got really into the whole concept of reincarnation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just started reading books about reincarnation and, uh, you know, the whole concept of, you know, the soul living within the body and that it's eternal and that, you know, it just kind of goes from one dimension, which is our living dimension that we're in now. And then when we, when we die, the soul just doesn't die. It's just the body that dies and the soul just lives on just in different dimensions. So, so that was the seed of how my process began. And then, um, from there, I guess I, I met uh, one of my husband, one of my, I'm sorry, my father's very good friends had come to visit him when he was already quite ill. He was on his way out. And I saw that he was like a religious man. He was like in a suit and he had a, a, a black hat on and he was a very kind man, also a Juban. And, um, and, he, and he came up to me and uh, he's like, what's, what's your story? What are you doing? You know, how can I help you? Because I'm the youngest of three daughters and I was the only one that wasn't married and I was still kind of on my own. And uh, I, I said to him, I said, you know, I want to learn Judy. I want to learn about Judaism. I want to learn about the Torah. I want to learn about the Bible and, and my Jewish heritage. And um, so he connected me to an amazing rabbi and we started learning just right from the beginning of the Bible. We started learning in the beginning and, uh, was it, it like, was really, was it like very, very intense learning? Um, no, it was, it was actually, well, yes and no, actually, because I started learning with this rabbi basically three weeks after my father passed away and I was just such a wreck. I mean, I, I was really in bad shape. So, um, you know, at times I would just get together and I just, I would just cry, I would yeah. just cry. It was really, really, you know, very an intense time for me. But in the same, at the in the same, you know, time period, I was just like searching and wanting to grow and connect to something really big and and deep. And and I found, thank God, I found everything that I was looking for in in these teachings that um, I started learning with this, with this rabbi. Now, when, when you were soul searching, trying to find out um, about your heritage and uh, all that, uh, did you start to like maybe question, okay, is this really for me or do I really want to be Jewish? Cause there is more than one religion that does believe in reincarnation. And um, uh, mm-hmm. so was it, I mean, do you like start uh, before you came to the conclusion to be, Learning about Judaism, did you start to think about maybe other things as well? I did, actually. It's interesting that you asked me that. Um, when I was touring 
there there was a group of born again Christians that was a part of our entourage, and um, they were really fascinating people. And we actually started like like Bible study together. We started learning the the Bible in in our hotel rooms when we were when we were traveling. Um, and uh, I guess there were like kind of two camps uh, when we were touring. There were like, you know, the musicians and the people that were like out partying and having yeah. a crazy time and, you know, really getting wild and crazy. And then there were like the born again Christians. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to hang with the born again Christians. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so it was cool. I mean, we started learning like, the New Testament, right? So we started learning like from John and they actually bought me my first Bible when I was touring. Um, and it's very exciting. I, I just started learning um, with these born again Christian with very nice people, so warm and just, it was like a spark of goodness, like amongst the chaos of touring Um but but then what what I realized was that, you know, we're learning, we started learning like in the middle of the book and I'm like, you know what, maybe we, maybe I should start at the beginning because I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember on the, I being on the tour bus in my little, you know, cubby, I started reading from the beginning of the book and I was like, oh, wow, like, this is so interesting. I never, I never read this, you know, and, um. I also, aside from the born again Christians, I also was very into like just Middle Eastern uh, types of religions. Um, I, I never studied them formally with anyone, but um, I did have a good friend that was uh, Muslim, and um, she was very encouraging. She really like was very deep and very spiritual, and um. I guess I never really, um, I never really thought about practicing any other religion because once I started learning about Judaism, it just, it just felt right to me. It just felt like this was, this was where I belong and all of my questions are being answered and it just, it really resonated with me. Do you still, uh, from time to time, ever pick up that Bible that they uh, gave you, or, or are you still friends with uh, all the people that uh, you came across, uh, as far as the, the religious side goes? I I'm not really in touch with with any of them. I mean, here and there, like on social media, you know, we'll you know message each other, and oh, sure. you know, you know, I see them, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, and you know, here and there we'll be in touch, but. I kind of just detached because I, I just started a whole new life. I wanted to really just just start fresh and um, change my life, and, and I did. And I, and I actually wanted to become completely anonymous. I wanted to just have no one know who I was and no one recognize me on the street and change my identity almost. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Um, I'm a very different person from what they remember. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say very different person, I mean, were you not, well, I guess, 
that was the probably the years that you were not religious. They were not living right. for God, and probably the party right. mode and all right. that. So yeah, party mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I get so I get what you're what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Miriam, it, uh, you were saying at the top of the show you were uh, writing music or you had stuff that uh, you were working on. Uh, what what can I plug for you? Oh, thank you. Well, um, I do have my own CD that I released quite a few years ago. It's called The Solution. And um, the songs are really cool because I co-wrote a lot of them with, you know, producers that I used to perform with, like with Gloria Estefan um, when I was touring. So they're like really great tracks. And... um, um, that I'm hoping will be available very soon, like on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and I'm actually speaking quite a bit. I speak for women's organizations and and I do concerts. So if anyone would like to have me come speak and share, I could share my life story with them and, and perform and I sing. Um, I would love to do that. Now, um, is, uh, now, when you go speak, do you try to convey the same message uh, there as you do inside of your, your, your music as well? Yep, that's it. It's all about, like, um, just never saying never and never giving up. And you just never know where you're going to end up. And, you know, if you had told me 25 years ago that I would be living the life that that I'm living now, I would say you are crazy. You know, you're just, you're totally crazy. But, you know, there's, there's so many endless opportunities for people to kind of improve their lives, you know, and I just was, I'm so grateful that, that I was able to just, you know, get out of that scene. It was for me. Yeah. It was, you know, it was fun, but I know that I, I wouldn't have been able to have a fulfilling life and a, and a, and a good marriage and, a, and have a family life um, if I had stayed in, in that type of a lifestyle. So, Because um, it definitely yeah, sounds think, like that you're much happier now as probably before when you were living that, that life. Yeah, I'm, I'm much more fulfilled. Um, I have a very deep sense of purpose and, um, I, I just feel like, you know, God gave me a gift and I need to use it in the right way. And so I think music needs to be inspiring and, and, you know, when I perform, I like to just be able to connect with people on a soul level and feel like a sisterhood with them and um, just use music as the powerful tool that it is for good. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. The the power of music. Yeah, the power of music. You know, I just heard Oprah Winfrey, um, she put out this video. I saw it on Instagram. It's so powerful. She, She mentioned how she she had a very difficult relationship with her mother and her mother was basically dying and she had to tell her things that she, she had just pent up inside of her all her life and she didn't know how to say these things. Like she didn't know how to say them and she needed to say them. And so she said she turned on some music. 
she was with her mother and she turned on some music and the music, it just like, it just opened it all up for her. And she was able to share all these things that she wanted to say to her mother for all these decades of, of years that had gone by just, you know, and, and that's what, that's what music does. It just, it just breaks down all these barriers and it, it, it just connects people on such know, a soul but, level. Yeah, that's the that's the amazing thing about music. I mean, you're in a bad mood. I mean, music usually turns that bad mood around. It's there's something <laughs> about music that just is like of God or something. Right. It's yeah. healing. It's yeah. There we go. There we go. That's the word I was looking it's for. It's healing. Yeah. And you know, it heals the person that's that's performing the music, and it heals the the people that are hearing the music, the recipients of that, of that music. So it's just like this awesome energy exchange that I personally, I call it divine. I call it divine. Absolutely. There's something divine about it. Absolutely. I agree with you. Well, Miriam, (laughs) thank you so much for your time, ma'am. We will definitely be uh, listening to, to that CD that you have coming out. Thank you. It's called The Solution. The, the solution. There we go. And uh, you said it's supposed to come out later on this year? I'm hoping that it'll be up on Spotify and Apple Music very, very soon. Other than that, do you, so you have, uh, do you have other music up on your Spotify and Apple? I have a little bit, yeah, of some covers, I think, that I did. Um, and I have my website, miriamsandler.com. Um, I also, believe it or not, I just, you know, I'm kind of, I got my my hands in a lot of different areas. I also started a new headwear design company. So I am now currently designing head wraps. So (laughs) a lot of different things that COVID is doing, you know, just kind of try to, um, you know, put my creativity in different areas. So I love, you know, I, I actually wear a headscarf. And um, so I am developing new hair, uh, you know, hair wrapping and headwear. So Is that available called, on, on your website? Um, it's actually called Forever Crowned. And um, very soon we're going to be launching, I'm hoping, in the fall. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're just developing the designs now. I have a, an amazing partner um, she's actually a dancer that I used to perform with and we still perform together. And, uh, so we decided to go into the fashion industry, believe it or not. So <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. So Miriam, thank you so much for your time, ma'am. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me on your show and, um, good luck to you. And I hope that Soon, you know, all this this COVID situation, you know, kind of disappears and we're able to go back to normal. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, Miriam, thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you. You too. Take care. All the best to you. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and have them like the Great Scott Podcast Facebook page. That's where you can find information on Mike's upcoming entertainment podcasts. 